0: Anchor.fm to get started.
1: I'm Maria Menunos and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Do we do the dance? I don't know if we, we do we the dance. We have our way.
0: intro music. Hopefully, hopefully, Jeffrey's supposed I don't to be the dancer. That works, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, welcome
1: to our exclusive 90-day fiance quarantining with the stars. We have 90-day
0: Jeffrey in the house. What's up, Jeffrey? Hey. Hi,
2: hi, Linda. Hi, Ashley.
0: Hey, Jeffrey. We're so excited to have
2: you. Likewise.
1: Yes. So let's knock out quarantine first. So we're all in quarantine. We're all at home. What have you been doing to keep yourself busy during the last three months of like a world pandemic lockdown?
2: See, I don't even feel a quarantine. I live on a lot of land, a lot of acreage. So I'm always outside. I have my own gym. I work out. I I have, you know, things to do around the house and different yards to mow, the rentals and stuff to keep up with. So yeah, life still goes on for me. Um, I'm, I'm not, gonna have
1: to go ahead. I'm gonna have to go over there, Jeffrey, because I've definitely <laughs> put on the quarantine fifteen for sure. So you're gonna have to put a little workout list on your social media so we can all start following I and can, be as I can fit as that. you.
2: I think I actually got fitter per se, you know, when the with the quarantine because I didn't really have much else to focus on. You know, there's nothing open, so I stayed at the house and worked out. I don't know Boo-hoo for me. Yeah, boo hoo
1: right
2: now. <laughs> Give me some of that fitness over here.
0: <laughs> That's nice, Jeffrey. So you basically, prior to quarantine, you were kind of living a quarantine lifestyle.
2: I was. And almost like I'm a little introvert, but I'm not an introvert. I'm an extrovert. But, you know, I just, it's, it's nice sometimes to just keep to yourself, you know, to, to be a little hermit and, and do your thing and focus on yourself. And um, it's kind of the same thing I've been doing. That's
1: nice. great. Nice. Um, we wanted to also start off with talking a little bit about the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, everything that's been happening in the media lately, and you know, systemic racism and all of that, and kind of get your views on George Floyd and, and all of that.
2: Yeah, I think it's an absolute horrible situation, and I think it's a, a complete lifestyle and mindset change for everybody involved. Um, you know, we've lived this life of, you know, at, at least I have of of really not thinking about that side. You know, I'm I'm the, the you know the, the quintessential white guy that doesn't have to worry about you know racism per se. But when you when you see that video, when you actually see how nasty and disgusting you know people can be, um, you know, holding a guy down for nine or so minutes with a knee on him after he's perished, and then to continue and it's just it's disgusting and Now we're in a, we're in a movement where, you know, you have people, here's the way that I look at it. So when you're given, when you, when you, if you were to kill somebody, you're given a a life sentence, you know, that's, that's your punishment. That's your, you're scared to do this life sentence kind of thing. You don't want to kill anybody because you get punished with that. With, with killing, uh, especially like George uh, Floyd, uh, killing somebody, killing a, a black person per se, you have a lot of stuff that happens after that, you know, especially when it's a, uh, a life that's taken. So people say, you don't have to loot, you don't have to destroy things, you don't have to do, that's almost like a punishment, you know? And it mm-hmm. opens people's eyes that, you know, we, we don't need to be racist anymore. We don't need to kill, needlessly kill black people anymore uh, because you get this punishment. So with everything that's happening, it's almost like they've, you know, it, it's, it's turned into a, a situation where if, if you do that again, uh, the same thing's gonna happen and you're gonna pay you know, with, you know, a a life sentence, if you were to kill somebody. So I understand why people riot. I understand why people do. I understand why there's, you know, you, somebody got, uh, was killed at the Wendy's the other day and they burned down the Wendy's. Um, I understand. I get it. You know, you're so pissed off. You're so used to all this, uh, you know, the people putting a a thumb on your neck and you're finally standing up. You're finally, you know, twisting that arm off. So, I'm I'm happy to be a part of this you know uh, time frame this this movement right now because you know I think it's an enlightenment era era um, where where people are opening their eyes um, so it's it's disgusting it, I guess it really is my my one word uh, sentence for how people have been treating uh, the black race. Do you so it sounds like you're aware and enlightened as you said
0: of of your white privilege. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard the term
2: white privilege pri- privilege, right? Oh so I, I tested you- it. I, I thought back with that word for a long time. And it okay. wasn't till recently or mm-hmm. that phrase, wasn't till recently that you actually I can actually view that I do have a white privilege. I am a I'm a white guy and I don't have to worry about uh going into a store and you have five eyes looking at you or six eyes unless <laughs> one person has one eye. But uh you know I it's just everything is is centered around you know being a black person and being in a uh, in society now that so much more happens that we having this white privilege we don't see you know mm-hmm. so it, it took really George Floyd and um, uh, you know the
1: Ahmaud
2: yes exactly it it took these people unfortunately they're like martyrs I mean unfortunately they're like martyrs uh, you know the heroes in a sense they gave their life for an enlightenment era era so um yeah I do I didn't I'm sorry I didn't let you finish your question Ashley but yes I do
0: how do you do have you thought about during this time of reflection and protesting have you thought about moving forward how you plan to use your white privilege
2: for the Um, greater good I have I I like to speak I like to talk I like to uh really get out in society and do things and if there's something that I can stand behind and make a change. I will absolutely do it and this is this is that moment you know if i 'm able to do something i 'm going to do it uh, even when I went to prison I went to prison for a couple of years, I was a minority, I was a complete minority and it 's not because white people act better than black people it's because black people don't have it like white people do you know if you're if you're given um you know like the crack cocaine thing crack cocaine, you would get uh 10 times a, a longer sentence than you would for cocaine, which is the exact same thing, but it's just hardened with some uh, baking soda, you know, and stirred mm-hmm. with a little heat, it's the same thing. So they've, they've introduced racism even into uh, punishments per se. And, you know, I saw that. So I was a minority, I, I was, uh, my cellie was the Imam of the Muslim population, you know, so I, I, I got along with everybody, at least I tried to. Um, But that just goes to show you with me being such a minority, even though outside of prison, I'm a majority, lets you know how bad off that actually Black people have it.
0: Right. And I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I wanted to ask you just from, and not to take you down uh, a, you know, negative memory lane. I own it. It's mine. But I wanted to to ask you, because you kind of have a firsthand experience of, you know, dealing with the legal system and and um, the culture in prison did you notice a treat did you notice a difference in the way you were treated versus black inmates or brown inmates
2: absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. um and what's so bad too is you know they would when i say they the black population would gang up on other blacks in a population because of a different color or a different view of something and you know, being, a, being in a white population, we didn't really do much of that. So it was, I, I'd, I would try to interject myself. I was like, come on, guys, you're in this. If you're going to fight somebody, fight the system. Why are you going to fight each other? So um, there was a lot of that. Like one of my best friends when I was in, his name is Carlos. He got 17 freaking years for a couple of Percocet pills. Percocet is nothing. You know, one of these big pills with a lot of fillers in it. Um, and it was just dumb stuff like that that I saw. And it would just piss me off because he, he was a great guy. You know, he would look out for me. He still calls me, actually. Um, and it's just amazing that, uh, and I, you know, I, I send him money. I, you know, I do whatever I can to help him out because he is really, he has a great heart. But you, you have these, these judges and these, these uh, statesmen and these lawmakers that are given these punishment not knowing these people. You know, they want to look down upon the whole race as opposed, you know, maybe they had a, a bad situation with uh, a, a black person or a bad situation with uh, a Mexican or whatever. So they take that out and stereotype all of them and say, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna give 10 times the amount for crack. We're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. And uh, I know Barack Obama, he, he tried to flip a lot of stuff around. He did a good job. I don't think he worked fast enough. I think he should have worked a lot faster, done a lot more than what he did, unfortunately. Uh, he wasn't able to, but um, or at least he didn't. But there's just so much in that plays into that that it's, it's aggravating. When you, when you look at it from a perspective, nobody, this is the way that I, I, I talk about it. Like, I don't kill any insects. I can't kill an insect. I don't care if it's a roach. I won't kill it. I'll throw it outside. Because that roach did not ask to be a roach. You know, it just so happens it's a roach. A black person didn't say, I want to be a black person. You know, a white person said, I don't want to, I don't want to be a white person. Nobody says or gets to choose what they are no matter what you are and so i look at it from that point of view the, maybe the, the white person didn't want to be a white person they'd rather be a a wolf or whatever you know what i'm saying so these black unfortunately the black, black population didn't choose to come out a certain color what makes us better than them you know we're just we're just go back in history and and are priv- privileged more and it's, it's carried on throughout the history and so we as a population, a species of humans have not yet evolved knowing that everybody is the same. Nobody's, no race is better than the other, you know, and, and it, it's, it's taken this movement to open a lot of people's eyes and it's, it's nice to see.
1: So Jeffrey, do you feel like you are living in a moment that's going to be historical in the next 10, 20 years? Like, is this a tipping point for you in, as far as race and race relations in America?
2: Oh, absolutely. This is a tipping point. Not only, I, I've never lived through some sort of pandemic, you know, where you have to stay in your home. I've never lived through, you know, you of course you had the OJ Simpson and the, the Rodney King and stuff. It's nothing compared to what it is now. You know, a whole people, you know, are uniting and coming up, which is exactly what needed to happen. And it, it's a special time right now. This is Martin Luther King time right now. Um, it's just a, a, a different avenue, a, a different situation. So it's, it's really cool. It's gonna be in the history books for sure.
0: What's the culture like in your hometown where you live? Cause I know you
2: live in Tennessee, correct? Yeah, I do. So I,
0: what is the culture like? Have you seen a lot of protesting? Have you had a chance to get out and protest?
2: I have not seen the first bit of protesting. Oh. Uh, going to school in my high school, we had three black people. Um, so it was a, there was a huge minority and, uh, I, I haven't seen, I, I did go on vacation too. So I didn't, see, I, I didn't get to see when the, when the George Floyd, all the protests started happening. I was actually in Florida. Um, but, uh, coming back now, I haven't, I haven't seen much here. It's not being in the rural Tennessee. There's not a lot of, um, uprising per se.
1: Is there not a lot of diversity in Tennessee?
2: In my area, I can't say Tennessee for a whole. I mean, you have Memphis and Nashville and, you know, areas like that mm-hmm. where it's it, you get more diversity going out west. But here in East Tennessee, there's not, a, you know, we have a lot of the Appalachian area, you know, have a lot of uh, just folks that's lived here all their lives kind of thing. So there's a lot of, it's, it's really a white area for the most part.
1: So I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about uh, you and your personal tell-all, breaking your silence. Uh, I wanted to ask you because I know that you released it recently. Uh, why you felt it was important to release it now?
2: Uh, I've wanted to release it and I've held off. Um, I've, I've been, I've been told not to, you know, just to ignore and things will go away. Ignore it, it'll go away. But at, at some point, you just can't take it anymore, you know. I've heard stuff that i've killed my son that i've you know beat this woman or that woman that I've you know done these disgusting things that I'm not ever in any lifetime ever even capable of so I wanted to set the record straight and it's not just me telling a story I'm not just saying no, I didn't do that no I didn't do that I'm backing it up I'm backing it up, and I'm backing it up with evidence um and and I've held it, up. I've, had, I've had all this evidence and I've wanted to disseminate it, but I've, this, was, this was my moment, this was my time. And I'm changing people's views by them actually seeing the reality of the situation um, and what I've, I'm in. And what really a lot of single fathers are in and, and people going through divorces or custody disputes, uh, they're, they're, it's, it's all about the other side being jealous. It's all about the other side being resentful. It's all about winning. And it took me a while to even realize that it's not about winning. It's about what's best for the for the children. And that's my focus. You know, I want people to know me for me.
0: What's the biggest, I guess, misconception that you think that people have about you?
2: Oh, I mean, it's it's gotta be woman beater. It's gotta be a woman abuser, domestic violence person, whatever it's you've got all this stuff but you know the people that I've had around me the longest the women I've had around me the longest are still there with me you know and I have these marriages and these relationships with people that always that have an agenda and this agenda didn't get formed until uh long after I divorced the other you know my Sec uh crusoe's mother long after um you know any of the situation like allegate we, we got along we got along we got along and then allegations arose all at the one time so they could corroborate each other so it's all about corroboration and and being able to back each other up because they they even made their story similar you know that jeffrey did this jeffrey did this jeffrey did this as if i'm some serial serial abuser of some sort and it's just it's like why why would you do that out of out of just wanting to be selfish, you know, kick, kick me out of, you don't have to answer to me being a father. You know, that's, that's what it's about, is, you know, I want, I want the children all to myself and, you know, I not have to worry about you, you know, move forward. So, so uh,
1: I watched the first two episodes of uh, Breaking My Silence. And what I saw was a lot of pain. And I, I did see that you had a lot of what we call the receipts. So you had a lot of, Legal documentation that you put up and all of that. Uh, I guess my question to you, and it's kind of two part. I'm as I'm talking to you now. You seem like you're a hopeless romantic. We talk about having, you know, four ex wives. That to me sounds like you're someone who is looking for love and you believe in love and you want long term. My question to you is: Why do you think that these women would want to portray you as? they've portrayed you, like you said, like a wife beater and a killer and all of these things and a drug addict and all of these things. When I'm looking at you and I'm talking with you and pre your 90 day come out, so to speak, most people were excited. Most people were excited about you and Varia specifically. So why do you think these four women have come out to say, Hey, you are this person? Like, what do they gain from that?
2: Well, there's not there's not four women making accusations allegations just to put that out there. No,
1: no, no, I don't mean that. But as in, like, (laughs) uh, your exes, you have a lot of exes.
2: Um, I am a hopeless romantic, and um, and I I I I'm naive. I have faith. You know, I I want to think that just because we're mad at each other, that you don't want, you know, somebody doesn't want to do that type of thing. But the the reason, the sole reason why, is that you know it's 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 a jealousy thing it's a resentment thing it's an agenda to to really i won everything like i i wasn't losing any court battle at all i i would show like you said bring the receipts show 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 show, show. uh i had an ex in and the ex in canada say she got a restraining order against me i won with against the restraining order because the judge like none of this even makes sense um Timelines were off. The accusations were far fetched and way off. You know, just some crazy stuff. And I would always, always back it up. So it's just about throwing. At some point, you've got to think, as as somebody that wants to win a baseball game, what can I do to win this game? You know, and what they did to win this game uh, is to, you know, throw this allegation up. Is to is to, is to play the allegation card. And unfortunately that's one thing they threw against the wall and it stuck a little bit and it's starting to finally slide down. So, you know, once I have this latest um, situation behind me, it's, it'll all fall out, you know, and, and people will see.
1: So I'm sorry. Is it, do you think it's about money or do you think it's about custody of for the, of the children?
2: It's nothing to do with money. It's all custody. It's custody. It's, it's, it's wanting to, oust me and live their life my my other wife has has already got my ex-wife has already gotten married has another kid she wants to live her life with she's trying to have uh her new husband adopt a child that type of thing so it's it's all about ousting me and using anything they can to win this battle
1: but slandering so slandering someone and saying it and you know all the allegations because they, they are only allegations but to say someone is a wife beater is huge like it's, it's almost, hard. it's almost hard. How do you, how do you protect your reputation from that? Like, how do you climb out of ditch from that?
2: You, I, I couldn't at first, it took me a long time until people really started, like, I don't quit fighting, you know, and that's, that's what they know me. I know that, and they know that I will not lie down. I will continue the fight until I win with the truth. Uh, it's not about winning based on lies or deceit. It's about winning based on the truth. Um, so the, the really the it's really about me just not giving up, and I'm I'm not going to give up, and and that's what they expected me to do is to just quit, but I'm not. I mean, I even with this this latest case, they offered me to just plead guilty, and you don't get a punishment. I said I said hell no, hell no, I'm not doing it. And that's when they took at to the grand jury and tried to raise my tr- or. They didn't try they raised my charges which are they're they're overcharging me you know obviously even if i did do what they supposedly said i did um they overcharged me so it'll all come out in the wash and i cannot i'm, I'm excited actually about the court date because it's going to be a huge eye opener for uh, many people you know i want to barf all the evidence up so everybody can see but i don't want them to prepare for it kind of thing so it's kind so of Jeffrey- uh, go ahead go ahead
0: sorry
2: i don't even know where i was going with that go ahead. do
0: you believe that they're working together or no doubt. okay so they 100%. know each other from their re- from your relationship with both of them
2: yeah when my um them. i'm gonna i'm gonna drop a little uh i'm gonna drop a little tea here so when i and i haven't told anybody this but when i went to jail um i was in jail and while i was in jail with This this past domestic violence back in June, the uh, so called victim got on my computer, my computer, and FaceTimed both my exes from my computer. Mm. And so that is is saying, you know, hey, I got him, you know, congratulations, you know, next whatever. So we got her. I had, I opened my computer, I got screenshots, thankfully. I opened my computer, and her face was still frozen on there from when she was FaceTiming them. Um, and not any point has she ever, under my knowledge, ever Facetimed whatsoever. So it's just small things like that that add up to be something so much bigger, um, and then the bigger stuff as well. So it'll 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 come out.
1: That's a blessing, right? That's really a blessing. Like, how often will will your fr- Computer freeze and then you have the evidence right in front of you. That's that's an amazing thing
2: It is and it, and it, it I saw it. and I was like, well, oh, you know and screenshot, you know, so I just don't understand I just I just It's a blessing but to be in a situation like it, It's it's just I, I just I just can't there's no words for it Like I don't want to be here, but I really truly believe that things happen for a reason I just got to figure out what that reason is for why am I in this situation and what am I do to What am I due to uh, do with this situation? You know, what's, what door is going to open up because of this situation? So I'm a a firm believer in destiny and fate and, you know, all good, you know, good things will come out of this. So, So
0: go ahead, Ashley. Okay. So obviously all of this has happened since you've been on 90 day fiance. How have you been coping with the backlash and the negative press from these allegations?
2: Oh, I fight it. You know, I, I fight it every, every which way. You know, people are like, just don't listen to anybody else. No, I'm like, I'm going to troll these trolls. You know, I'm going to let them know how adamant I am. You know, I'm not going to lie down. I'm going to fight it. And uh, I even got I, I trolled last night even. You know, so, I mean, I'm always just trying to be on top of, you know, all these other pages. And I don't want to block anybody. And I don't want to erase negative comments and stuff like that. Because I want people to see that I'm not backing down. And I want my... My, really the people that really do know me, I see them hitting at them too. So uh, it, it's, it's kind of intrinsically rewarding in that sense that I get to see other people fighting for me because they believe in me. Um, so that's kind of how I, how I accept it per se, you know, fight it. Okay.
1: Um, so back to, you. I keep calling it your tell-all because really it is y- your story uh, and you breaking your silence. Uh, I wanted to ask you, so who is Vicky to you in this whole situation, and how did she become your producer and friend and makeup artist in, in this journey here? <laughs>
2: um, I actually met Vicky through Tom. Uh, she was like, you know, hey, maybe, Tom was like, maybe somebody can help you uh, turn your stuff around. And I'm like, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it. And then finally, we just started, I saw some, uh Uh, savvy comment she put on something and she's just a very witty smart alecky person but it's 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 so smooth the way she does it so I mean that's kind of the way that I fell in love with her so you know we chatted after that and she's like we want to make some videos you know we need to do this let's hit this and I'm I'm like yeah yeah people say a lot of stuff she she got a car she rented a car drove down here and we made videos for you know uh, several days you know, so she put her money where her mouth is. And and we become, ever since then, we've become great, fantastic friends. So she's a, she's a really special person. And this may have been a way for me to have met her. You know, it, I would not have met her if I didn't go through the situation that I've gone through. So I know good things come out of this. And she was, she's obviously one of the good things that have come out of it.
1: So is she helping you? Because I've seen uh, the interviews that she's done and you've done with, wow. Uh, another online blogger Um, is she helping you turn the situation around would you say or would you accredit her to to helping you at least get your story out by producing this breaking my silence
2: yeah I don't think she's helping me get my story out I think she's helping me get the truth out I don't even want to call it a story like I don't call it a story it's the truth Um, Mm -hmm. so she is definitely she is the person behind getting the truth out there and for other people to see you know, you have these clickbaiters that only want to put the negative stuff. And even the big documents, it's like Jeffrey won this case. Jeffrey did this. Jeffrey did this. And then above it, it's like uh, she accuses Jeffrey of punching her in the mouth. That's what they focus on, even though I won the whole case. Everything else down. So, so instead, what Vicky's doing is saying, "Hey, this person said uh, he punched her in the face." But the judge said, no, we don't think he punched you in the face. What happened is blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's, she's really putting it all out there instead of uh, picking and poking and, you know, prodding around as clickbaiters do. So um, I think that's what's, she has, she has turned the tide. She is, she is the one I got to give her credit. Kudos, 100%. You know, she's calling a shot. She tells me to jump. I'm going to ask her how high, you know, it's kind of where I am right now
1: so okay so here's here's my thought so uh we're huge 90 day fans obviously and uh, ashley and i do a ton of the after shows before the 90 days happily ever after we do a news and gossip one we do the other way we do them all and uh we're in love with the 90 day franchise tlc all of that and when your season came out like i said to you we were very very excited about it and We wanted to see like your journey to Russia and all of that stuff. And you talk about the clickbait and you talk about how uh, all of these negative things are out there about you. Why did you, I know you chose to be silent. Why did you be so silent for so long as the show aired and people are hating you more and more and more and more? It must've been hard for you to hold your tongue up until now.
2: Oh, I was, I was dying inside. I was just rotting. Um, I, I, was just, I was just going by what I was told to do. And then I finally just kind of bucked and did my own thing no matter what. And that's where I am now. And I wish I'd have started earlier, but you know, back to the, the, the same argument, things happen for a reason. So um, I think it, it's kind of neat to watch these people so ingrained into this hate and then those are the ones that are pulling back and like, oh, so sorry. And then they become defenders. So, um, you know, it is what it is. I'm here now and I'm trying to focus on the future and and even in this moment. And, and that's, you know, that's what I'm doing.
0: Since you've been vocal about your truth and getting your truth out there, have you noticed a shift in perspectives or a shift in uh, the kind of, feedback you're getting from 90
2: day fans? Oh, absolutely. You know, I went from getting a hundred, you know, go kill yourself messages to, you know, we've got your back, uh, you know, and, and only getting like five of them now, you know, or even while the show was on. Um, but so yeah, there's, there's a tide, the tide is turning and and this is what it was taking for it to turn. Um, you know, there's thousands of pages. I've got five banker boxes of evidence of stuff. And uh, so just, slowly I'll fight every single allegation. You know, like I said, they would throw anything and everything at the wall and see, you know, from my dogs are violent and they're afraid to go outside uh, because they are going to bite or maim or kill, you know, kill them or whatever. And there's a bit, I've got a video of my son jumping up and down on the dog and rolling around with him, And, and the mom who made this accusation, uh, kicking the dogs away as she's pushing the stroller, you know, just, there's so many, so much stuff that's so easy to back up. Uh, you know, from, there's one instance where uh, I was in Nicaragua, when my, my son was born, that I just got up and I left for no reason. And then uh, I've got the video of me holding and talking to the doctors as they're delivering the baby inside the hotel room. You know, it's just, it's just stuff like that. You just can't, you just can't lie upon lie upon lie and hope to get a truth.
1: Absolutely. Um, when you joined 90 days, did you know the fans were as intense as they are?
2: That's an easy answer, and the answer is no. <laughs> 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 that is, I'm just, I was taken aback. You know, um, like it, it is, it is, it was crazy to me. Like I was not prepared for. It. I had never seen anybody on the show before. Never watched the first 90 day thing. I don't have cable here. I have an antenna. So I get whatever analog channels come through the air. Um, and so I, I didn't have any of that. Uh, I'm lucky to have internet out here, to be honest with you. Um, so I, I, I had no idea. I mean, I, now, like if I go into a store, I have a hat on, sunglasses on, and a full face mask, and they still will be like, you look familiar. It's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> they just did it yesterday. Yesterday they did it. I'm like, how do you even, how can you tell? It's like your jawline, we can see your jawline. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> your right. jawline and Man, that I'm glowing
0: out. skin, because you do <laughs> have really nice skin. Every time I watch an episode, I'm like, how is the skin <laughs> so nice? Oh, thank you. You have really nice skin. Um, I wanted to ask you about the confrontation between Mary, Varia, and you in that scene that we saw um, on the episode. I wanted to find out. You were standing there. You were obviously in the middle of the the back and forth. Did you feel like you should have maybe come to Mary's defense a little bit more um, when Varia was kind of attacking her, or did you just want to stay out of it? How, looking back at the scene now, how do you feel about your reaction?
2: Well, looking back in back on that it, moment. I mean, well, in that moment. I've I've got enough problems. I'm not going to get in the middle of a cat fight and be accused of something else. But, uh, (laughs) um, no, I I was so caught off guard. I was so just uncomfortable. So looking back on it now and thinking about it, it was so cringeworthy and I didn't know what to do. I was just standing there like with a, a, a shit eating grin on my face. Like, you know, what do I even, I don't even know what to do here. You know, this is, you know, this is crazy, but you know, I know Mary, I know what Mary needs. I know what I should have done with Mary and what I did with Mary is the right thing. Uh, I did say to Varya three or four times that even the viewers got to see that, you know, I said, don't, it's not Mary's fault. It's not Mary's fault. Stop it, I mean it, stop it now. You know, so I I remember saying all that um, and then, you know, it's not Mary's fault. And Mary needed distance. She needed, I know what she needed. She wanted to get away. And I was allowing her to get away. And so that was really, it, and anytime you saw them fight, argue, I don't know if you could see, but I nudged in the middle of it, you know, and I was just kind of prepared if there was some sort of hand gonna come over me or something, you know, to, to, to pull it apart. But, um, you know, I, I can't say that I would have done anything different looking back on it now, even after that. Okay.
1: Um, with all that you've been going through, uh, have any other cast members, season present or past, reached out to you to support you, Jeffrey?
2: Um, well, all, all the recent cast members, I mean, I'm 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 in with Ash. Uh, I love uh, uh, Lisa. I talked to Soldier Boy. Um, And then uh, I don't really have much communication with Erica or Stephanie or Ed or Avery uh, or Yolanda. Uh, I chatted with David a little bit. But as far as past cast members, uh, Laura, I chatted with her for a while. Um, I think that's pretty much it.
1: Now, I'm going to ask you the deep question now. You, You ready? Just take a deep breath. My question to you is, what do you want your legacy to be, Jeffrey, after everything you've gone through, the jail, the drugs, you know, the women rock and roll, no, just joking, but all the things that you've gone through, what is your legacy and what do you want it to be?
2: I want it to be, honestly, what it is, what it's becoming is a comeback story. I want people to see, you know, I, I like to use the movie Shawshank Redemption. Uh, you know, the dude crawled through a whole tunnel of crap and came out clean on the other side, you know, and, and a lot of people have to do that in life. Uh, you know, they go through crap. Everybody goes through crap. I remember crying while I was in prison, having to do three years, and I'm crying to a guy that has got 20 years, you know, but that three years to me was 20 years, but he's looking at me like, why are you crying to me? You know, I've got all this time left. So I guess my my point is, we all go through tumultuous times in life, and it is, it is 20 years, you know, if you look at it, it is a life sentence. So it's, it's, a, it's about knowing that no matter what, you're going to come out clean on the other side, you know, and, and that's really the way to look at it is to be patient, uh, persevere. If you need change in your life, change. If you're overweight and you want to lose weight, focus on that. You know, I test myself daily, like even this year. I love donuts. I love cake. I love all that stuff. I'm mean, with a passion. I'll eat a I'll eat, you know, 24 donuts in a heartbeat. But yeah. I, I I, told myself at the beginning of this year, I said, I'm not going to have any sugar. Let's, let's see if I can do this. I haven't had the first dessert at all this whole year. And I used to eat it at least every day. Um, so it's just telling yourself and having some self-control and building up your own self-esteem. And I want people to see that no matter what. With all the, 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 the people pressing down on me, I'm still smiling, I'm still standing up. Um, and that, you know, just because times we go through, you know, we go through things at times doesn't mean it's the end of the world, you know. And, and if I can help somebody, if, you know, I tell my prison stories on my Instagram page, I've done a lot of stuff really trying to put the truth out there and help people out. And so they can see that no matter what, things will always get better. The world always continues to turn. And you know, I, I, I saw that when my son died, when I walked out of the hospital, you know, without him, and I'm like, you know, what do I do now? What the heck do I do now? And the world still was, people were walking, people were driving, people were on the phone, people. The world was still going, and and that's really what I had to keep telling myself that the world is going to keep going. I need to focus on uh, other things, make this um, make this meaningful in some sort, you know. And so that's what I'm doing. There's there's a there, everybody has their comeback story. Everybody needs to focus on that comeback story when you go through something and it only makes us better. You know, my smile is that much bigger because I'm going through this and I'm, I'm winning my life. Yeah. I think,
0: a, I think a key thing about what you just said was building up your esteem, building up your confidence and feeling good about yourself. And I'm sure you had a heck of a mountain to climb with that, especially with all of the backlash that you were getting. So what are some things that you were doing on a day-to-day basis during this trying time of, uh, I guess, negative press and not being able to get your, your truth out there? What are some things that you were doing to build your self-confidence and your self-esteem?
2: Uh, I mean, you've got to really get to know yourself. You've got to have these conversations with yourself, these intrapersonal conversations and, Jeffrey, you're better than that, man. You go, you know, go work on yourself. Do a couple extra sets in the gym, make yourself better, uh, get your, clear your mind. Um, it's, it's about talking and having a conversation with yourself. And it's not about having, I'm, I'm happy person. I don't need somebody else to make me happy. I wanna find somebody for the person that's gonna be with me in the rest of my life. I wanna find, I always chose people that weren't happy that were looking for somebody to choose happy or to fix the happiness. I wanna find somebody that's happy already and then you're not too happy. And then, you know, we become even happier together. So, um, and that's what it's about. It's just about uh, really just pushing yourself, pushing yourself and pushing yourself and uh, know, know your worth. A lot of people don't know their worth. And, uh, and that's what I've been doing for myself even.
1: Jeffrey, we want to thank you so much, first of all, for actually speaking and, and starting to share your truth with all of us, because you know, when there's only one side told, that's the only side we see. Yes. And there's always three sides to a story. So I'm glad that you're now sharing your truth and your story with everyone that's been invested in the whole 90 day world and in, in, in you and believing in you. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for taking the time to explain. I can personally say that even in this one interview, you've definitely shifted a lot of the things that I thought about you. Uh, prior to this interview if you had one last thing to say one last truth like if it was a soundbite and it was one sentence one word what would it be
2: stay tuned i love it. <laughs> love it
1: well thank you so much i appreciate you guys we love joining make sure that you are following jeffrey jeffrey what's your social media handles
2: it's uh, at jeffrey Paschel
1: following him, Ashley. Yeah, you guys can find me
0: on Instagram at Ms. Ashley Marie. You can find me on Twitter at Ashley Marie 0422. Where friend. can people find you?
1: They can find me all across social media at Linda so girly. Definitely. Let's keep this conversation going. Hit like subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you're tuning in to all of our 90 day after shows, Uh, 90 Day Happily Ever After, Before the 90 Days, uh, The Other Way, and our news and gossip show, all on After Buzz TV. And until next time, guys, thank you again so much, Jeffrey, for joining us. We appreciate you. Thank Thank you, you Jeffrey. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Ashley.
2: Thanks, Linda. (laughs) You guys are great. Thank you.